Welcome to Wisdom Teachings with Dr. Amanda Love. Today's topic, Trusting Soul. Trusting Soul. Despite the fact that most of us like to think that we trust life and desire to go with the flow, the truth is that we mostly don't. We would rather be stressed, anxious, and fearful than trust our soul pretty much any day of the week. Recognizing where you don't trust may be a bit elusive to you. You may think of yourself as a very trusting person and might even spout off to your friends how you are choosing to surrender to life and go with the flow. Yet there is often a disconnect between what we think or say and how we feel and experience life. The sensations in our body are more than willing to reveal the disconnect to us even if we can't intellectually see it. Trouble sleeping, difficulty digesting, tension, nervousness, fogginess, and the like can be cues that we may be out of trust with life even if we don't know that we are. You may wonder why wouldn't you trust? There is a misconception that trusting feels good. While it's true that ultimately it does and that your body will relax in response to you trusting, getting to trusting and relaxing can be super uncomfortable. Yes, that's right. Relaxation can be incredibly uncomfortable to our mind. When we choose trust, we put the mind out of commission. It's vigilant job to avoid potential danger and threat around every corner gets temporarily laid to rest. While the constant control mechanism that we call our mind is taking a nap, we get to experience the uncomfortableness of being open, relaxed, and exposed to life. In the middle of our ordinary daily life, most people can only take this in, in short bursts, if at all. Our controller, i.e. our mind, is persistent and it's strong. After all, its job is avoidance of pain whenever possible and survival in all of the ways. Physical, emotional, and social survival are its perceived responsibilities. That's a big job. Bigger than the mind, but the mind only knows itself. By definition, the mind is egocentric. It doesn't recognize that there is anything beyond it or bigger than it that it can rest into. So it goes about doing life in ignorance to the soul. Rather, it thinks that it is the sole source of everything. Yet somehow it knows that it can't manage everything, but that doesn't stop it from trying at all costs. It is kind of like a fish swimming in water. It has no idea that it's fully submerged in the perfect environment needed for the survival of its body, yet it is. The mind has no idea that it's resting inside of the soul that is the container for everything it needs. What we don't yet know we take on faith. If we don't choose faith, then we are left only with our fears and uncertainties about what will be. We regurgitate our anxieties around in our minds over and over until we can't take it anymore, until our bodies start to break down, or until we can find a distraction or a way to take the edge off. 
This is the path of nagging misery, a path that doesn't really go anywhere even if we feel periodic relief from time to time. There is dragon after dragon to slay on this path. They never stop coming. We hope that they will, but they don't. We are nearly always freezing, fighting, or fleeing from something, hoping to get out of this and arrive somewhere better. Well better does arrive, and we try our best to hold on to better when it's here. It is soon followed by another sneaky little dragon. Faith ends this cycle. Faith is the path to knowing. It is also the prime learning or lesson of the human experience. That which is unknown or unperceivable to us in this moment can become known and perceivable, but it takes faith. It takes not knowing in order to know. You can't see more from the place you currently see. You have to suspend what it is you currently think you see or know to see beyond where you do now. A fish can only see the water once he is no longer submerged in it. The fish has to pop out and above the water in order to see it, and likely the fish won't initially know what it is seeing. With more and more jumps above the water, the fish will begin to recognize the life-sustaining fluid it swims in all of the time. Just like the fish, we have to rise above our current perspectives in order to see beyond them and to begin to recognize the soul, which always exists and is tending to all of the needs of our life, even when we don't see it. It takes courage and faith to rise above the water because for a moment, it feels like you won't be able to breathe. You are in a new, uncharted environment where nothing is familiar to you and you have no idea what you are seeing. This is the uncomfortableness of being open and in the unfamiliar. Moving forward in faith in the unknown so that what is there can be revealed to you, can become known to you. You want to relax, but can you trust it? Can you trust that which you don't yet know so that you can come to know it? Riding this edge is your growth and it's the soul's journey into remembrance of itself. By now you get that it takes a ginormous dose of humility and a whole lot of courage to trust soul. Oscillating in and out of being able to relax into more. Popping out and seeing above and then landing back into the experience of your life. Seems we must do this many times over until we finally accept what we see and come to know from above. From here, we no longer need to seek relief or find distraction from the dragons of life because we become rested in the entire gamut of our experience. There are no more dragons, but rather life all working seamlessly together. We know all is taken care of because we know soul. We see and know the water that we swim in. No longer do we need to have faith or trust. Faith and trust are just the path to knowing. We need them only until we know. To know the soul, 
is to know the divine order and perfect orchestration of every moment of life. It is to know, without even the suspicion of doubt, that all is well.